just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to an episode of Bloke in a Bar, brought to you by Bloke Merch. It is Christmas time. If you're looking for some kit, we've got some incredible party shirts that will come up on the screen. If you're listening to this, head to our Instagram or our YouTube or our Facebook, and you'll be able to see what they like. look like. The party shirts, people are absolutely frothing on them. Or we've got bloke singlets, bloke boardies, bloke thongs, and bloke cooler bags. We've even, if you want to buy them singly, you can, so just a singlet. Or if you want to buy them in a bundle, we've discounted a bunch of stuff, put it together. Head to bloke.shop, get them before they sell out because they're obviously limited amount. It's Christmas, so whether you go to your missus and ask for a Christy present, or you've got a mate, a brother, a father, um, or women that uh, wanna, want some bloke kit. Um, Head to bloke.shop. We've got plenty of discounts going on right now. It's the biggest sale we've ever done. And we've got heaps and heaps of merchandise. Hats on there as well. Uh, that is at bloke.shop. If you enjoy the show, if you get in hours of enjoyment out of each week, support the show by going to bloke.shop, grabbing some merch. But I'm super excited because I've got the great Campbell Graham here. How you going, brother? Hey, good, mate. How are you? Mate, I'm absolutely fantastic because I've got uh, yourself here and... Uh, Fresh off a well, obviously in the World Cup squad, but playing for Australia, mate. How is how's life for Campbell Graham right now? Yeah, it's uh, it's going pretty good. <laughs> I'm coming off a pretty big high. Um, obviously, got to spend six weeks in camp with the boys, and uh, to win the tournament was you know extra special. Uh, even if I didn't get to lace the boost up, I definitely you know felt like a part of that mm. uh, win, and um, you know got to cap it off by you know um, doing a bit of holiday and after. So yeah, yeah, it's good to be back home, but. What was it like uh, getting the call up? You know, because you were definitely a bolter. Um, were you surprised? Were you not surprised? Or what was it like? Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised, to be honest. Um, you know, I'd sort of been in talks with the Scotland um, squad. Uh, that's sort of where my head was at, um, at the back end of the season. And, um, you know, I, I was you know pretty confident that I was going to go and play for Scotland in the World Cup. And then after that prelim, I'd you know been told that I was in the 30-man squad which I was stoked about, um, but it's funny because, you know, I knew that there were still cuts to be made and um, I actually, you know, I got a message from the Scotland coach saying, oh, congratulations on making the Aussie squad. Um, you know, um, uh, it's because we'd had a conversation previously that, you know, if Australia opportunity ever came up, then that's where I would, you know, that's where my allegiance was. Yep. Um, and that sort of happened. And then I remember the next day, the Scotland squad got announced and I wasn't in it. So I was sort of had a bit of head noise. I was thinking, uh, you know, there's still cuts to be made. So yeah. what if I get cut, then I'm, you know, not going overseas at all. So um, I mm. sort of messaged him and I messaged him back, said, thanks mate, but you know, there's still cuts to be made. So, you know, mm. if I do get cut, where does that leave me? Um, and he said, oh, I'll, I'll talk to the Rugby League World Cup Association, Association and get back to you. Um, and then, yeah, the day later, I, I was sitting at Brecky with my roomie and, Got a call from Mark Ellison, the head of football at South, and he sort of let me know that I made the 24, and yeah, it was pretty emotional time. It was good. Mate, what, what, like, what's that, like, the Australian squad? Yeah, you know? yeah, it's mental. Like, even now thinking about it, because, you know, it's sort of, my name had been tossed up for rep footy before in origin a couple times, and, you know, that was always, you know, pretty exciting, but, again, never got picked. And um, so that's sort of, I suppose, I wasn't expecting, I suppose I wasn't expecting to make the squad. I was mm. hoping to make the squad, but I was sort of, you know, you know, wasn't really sure. And then to, you know, know that I was going to play my first game of rep football for Australia was, you know, I think for me, that's the pinnacle, like playing for my country. It's yeah. crazy. You just look at the teams that have come before and who players who have played for Australia, it's just mental to think that, you know, I'd have that opportunity. So, 
Yeah, extremely grateful. So you, you roll up to the airport. We, did you all catch a flight together or in separate? Yeah, well, we actually met at a hotel in Sydney at Mascot right near the airport before. So um, I pulled up there. I um, was pretty nervous. Um, I knew a few of the boys before, you know, been in origin camps and that yeah. before. And so, and obviously Trell and Cam from Clubland. So, um, yeah, I knew a few faces and that, but still the whole sort of... The level of player? Yeah. Like everywhere you look... It's a superstar. It's mental, like just captains and leaders of their clubs, and like yeah. I said, just superstars. And even just Mal, I'd worked with Mal before in '19 for mm. the Nines and Prime Ministers, but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to sort of just walk in and just see all those faces, and yeah, it was good. And uh, so, so you get there, you roll in. Uh, when did when did Trell find out? Trell and uh, yeah, when did Trell find out that you'd you'd made it? Because was it yourself and Trell were the two Rabbitohs in it? And Cam. And Cam, oh, yeah. I can't believe it's not Cam. Yeah, yeah. Don't delete my number. <laughs> I love you. You know I love you. Um, when did they find out that you'd made it? Um, well, they they both messaged me. Um, you know, the probably the day before we went into camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, just said, you know, congratulations. Did it banter when you, you rolled in or what? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they were they were stoked for me. You know, they're yeah. massive supporters. Um, you know, of just the whole squad at South. So. Um, you know, I think there's that feel at the club where if one of us succeeds, then we've all succeeded. So, yeah. um, you know, to sort of get that opportunity to play with them was, was mad. Yeah. So you get on the plane, uh, you fly over. It was the first time you'd done business before? Yeah. Bruh. Crazy. Yeah. It is like, another level. I know. Like, and once you go business, it's very hard mate, to go back. Because on the way back, um, you know, they were sort of saying, we're all going to have to leave on this day if you want that business class flight. <laughs> no. Like, but then um, Tristan... Um, who was our he was our manager. He he managed to pull a few strings as he does so well and uh managed to make it you could leave any date you wanted, but it just had to be from London or um Manchester. So managed to pull that off. I was stoked for that because like it just helps so much. Mate, like, especially like and like you're currently playing, so it's like your body, all that kind of stuff. Right, like yeah. me as an ex player, like if I when I even when I'm just flying, you know, weekly up into the Gold Coast, yeah. like my back sore, my knees are sore because I'm you're like this, man. Right. I'm small too. My legs are too long for those. Oh, yeah, seats. you are yeah. fucking huge too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Funny story, actually, just quickly. So when I was signing with the Warriors, yeah, and I was like, fuck, what would have been 21 years old, like just a fucking whippersnapper. No, no idea what's going on. They flew me over first class, <laughs> and so like to to like take me through Auckland, yeah, and so fully bedazzled me. Like I'm going, oh my god, I can't believe I'm sitting in first class. I was kind of shit. Anyway, so go there, and I'm like high on life. Like yeah. wow. Like, this is how far I've come. Like, I'm getting flown over in first class. Oldest trick. Yeah, mate, guess where I was in the back, on the way back? Yeah. Back in economy. Yeah. I was like, back these motherfuckers the got me. Yeah, they yeah, got yeah. me a fucking yeah. beauty. One sinker. Oh, man. Um, okay, so you get over there. Um, and did you, what was it like that first training session in regards to the standard? Yeah, I, I was pretty nervous for that, I remember. Um, you know, as I said, I'd been in origin camps with the standards fucking real high as well, but... Mm. Um, again, Australia's a step above that. It's the best, you know, of the origin players in the squad. So um, one thing I noticed throughout, not just the first session, but just throughout the whole um, camp was just the communication level. Mm. Um, just Mal and the coaches didn't have to do hardly any talking. It was just all driven by the boys. Um, you know, as I said before, like you got all these captains and leaders mm. in one squad. You know, you sort of just sit back and... It's like clockwork because everyone's talking, everyone's mm. communicating, every pass is crisp, stands are super high. So, um, 
yeah, that, that, that was, you know, I remember being pretty nervous for that. And, you know, you know, you're sort of overthinking everything like, fuck, yeah. like you almost go back to thinking about how to catch a footy and that just yeah. cause you don't want to fuck up so badly. But yeah. Um, nah, but then once you sort of, you know, do a few con games and your ass is hanging out, then you sort of just go back to your natural mm. instincts. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, the training that we did over there. Actually, it was, um, you know, pretty tough, but, uh, standards were very high. Was there anyone specifically that you learned a lot off over that camp, watching them train, way they they carried themselves? Yeah, um, I really I really liked how Jack White went around um, you know camp and went about his business. He's you know, a great great lad, Jackie White, and um, you know he sort of grabbed me after nearly every session, and we do extras together. So that's probably why he stands out for me. Mm. Um, as I said, like you know you see boys like all these blokes who at the top of their game for a reason. They're all very professional about how they prep and all that kind of thing. Nath as well. Nath was always the last person to come off the field with goal kicking and that. So that was pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, Jackie White and we used to do a few extras after, you know, every session. So um, yeah, we, we bonded pretty well. Yeah, Jackie White. And fuck, he's a good footy player, man. Yeah, he's like, just a footy player, right? Exactly. Like that's the thing. You, you hear the cliche, oh yeah, yeah, he's a footy player. But like Jackie really is, he actually is. a fucking footy player. Yeah. Like, you could chuck him in the front row off the bench and he'd do a job played back row in origin like, i remember i asked him and i was like what like what's your favorite position and he said honestly bro like chuck me anywhere like give me a pre-season anywhere and i'll be ready to play that yeah. position so and i just want to rip in that's it like, and that's what he does like every game he's just 100 percent. like everything he does some of his carries like world cup were yeah. just fucking hectic, so eh? hectic yeah. and, the, and like the, the in the shittest part of the field with blokes flying out of line yeah. and he would just every time he'd almost embrace the contact yeah and he'd Best kick chasing the comp, I reckon. Yeah, fucking oath, fucking oath. Yeah. Um, okay, so you get over there. Now it's you've got the kangaroos. Is it? Is it the wallaby? What's the name? Emus. The emus, mm. apologies, emus. So yeah, you were, yeah. you were considered an emu when when you got there? Uh yeah, yeah. Well, the emus were pretty much the boys who didn't make the eighteen each week. Yep. Um, so first game against Freeze, I didn't play, but I was eighteenth man, so I wasn't. I was nineteenth man, so I wasn't an emu technically. Yeah. Um, I wasn't actually an emu, a qualified emu till the Lebanon game, I believe. It took me a while to actually get my first emu cap. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I was pretty proud of. Um, but uh, Murray Talangi, he was the most capped emu. I think he had four four caps under his belt. By oh, the really? The tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck. Um, but yeah, emus now drove it pretty hard. You know, the night before the game. Emus have to go out in the piss and, and have a, have have a good time. Tear, so oh, that was that. good fun. Yeah. And so, what good. do they do? Just tow you up fitness wise before yeah, the game? Yeah, captains run, you get folded, and then, um, yeah, pretty much straight from there, you, you start planning what you're going to do that night. And so, how, how many? There's what, six six years? Yeah, well, so it's the, yeah, six. Six yeah, years? Yeah, six. Fuck. Yeah. Or five. I think now. Five, I think. It's funny, like, you know, it doesn't matter how far we come with science and all that kind of stuff and training. Nothing brings crews together than getting together and just enjoying each yeah, other's company. Yeah, 100%. I think like nearly at the start of every rep thing that I've been involved in, there's been, you know, piss at the start of the, mm. at the start of the camp. And like you said, it's the easiest way to bond. Um, you know, it sort of just brings people out of their shells. For someone like me, I'm a bit of an introvert. So, you know, it's a great opportunity for me to loosen up a bit and, yep. you know, with new faces and, um, you know, build new connections. So, yeah, it's definitely... Definitely um, a reason behind it. Was uh, Talangi, by the time he got to his fourth cat, was he, he going, was mate, I don't want to so do it. so over it. Oh, I don't want to do it. So over it because especially <laughs> if we had like the Friday game, you know, you're on the piss Thursday with the emus. Yeah. 
we got every we, we won every game so you're on the piss friday oh. with the boys and then if it's a long turnaround like saturday night like boys are going out for a look so yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty hectic. By the back end, boys were sort of putting their hand up for 18th, 19th man, so they didn't have to go out. But um, Tua Lange was about to pull out. <laughs> he was. He, as a matter of fact, he had the biggest tour of the lot. Yeah, he did. He did. He was impressive, though. He really impressed me um, yeah, on the field, but then off the field as well. Yeah, was, good. He, he was hey, mad. mate, up in Townsville. Yeah. It's, it's either go out outdoor <laughs> or get on the beers with the boys. Yeah. Um, that's funny. The enemy is far out. I, I love that. Like that's one thing I, I really like about Mal's coaching style is like how much he connects to, to, to tradition. Hundred percent. You hear like all the Queensland players talk about how, like it was almost the focal point of the camp. I'm not sure what it was for you guys, but for the Queensland camps of like respecting what had come before. Hundred percent. He was huge on that. Um, we'd have meetings, you know, pretty regularly, and and he was so we'd have a meeting sort of after the weekend on the Sunday night. We'd all sort of get back together after having a day or two off and each one of those meetings he would refer back to you know the history that we wanted to create for this jumper mm. and the jersey and he really from the start from the first night uh we met in sydney he spoke about um spoke about you know how big the occasion was because obviously everyone knows you know it's a huge honor to represent australia mm. but he sort of emphasized that and yeah, I was ready to you know run for a brick wall after he'd finished talking because he had so much passion himself for the jersey and for mm. the stakes. Um, so it, it was good. And so you're getting through camp, and how did you find out that you're going to be playing, putting the jersey on? Yeah, so um, Mal pretty much off the bat said everyone's going to have a game. So mm. um, you know I was sort of just thinking you know when would that be? And um, the first first game against Fiji. Um, you know, first training session, man, just straight off the bat, named the team. I was 19th man, so I was like, you know, fair enough, that's all good. And then um, the game I did want to play was the Scotland game, which was the game I debuted in, just yep. because a few factors, um, you know, obviously, versus Scotland is where my dad's from, and um, it was being played in Coventry, which is where my mum is from and grew up. So, um, you know, I thought that would be a pretty cool way to do it. And, yep. um, you know, luckily that's that's how it happened, and he just named the team in the, on, the, uh, on the, I think it was the Monday morning, and... Yeah, it was, you know, pretty exciting feeling, eh? Like, I was just told my mum and dad straight away. And, um, you know, my mum has a lot of family in Coventry and heaps of friends, like even friends that, you know, she hadn't seen in 20-odd years rocking up. So it was, it was great to have a, you know, support base like that. And I met, you know, nieces and nephews that I hadn't met before. They were, like, 18 years old. So it was it was good. Like, it was, it was such a sort of special occasion for me just to play for Australia but then to, you know be able to do it in front of you know family and supporters like that it made it extra special so um, I tried not to think about that sort of too much leading up to the game I just wanted to you know do my job which was um you know score three tries score three tries <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a job, um, that was a job. <laughs> um, but yeah that that in itself was you know something that I was thinking about um, you know being on the wing um obviously I hadn't played on the wing since my 50th NRL game, which I had a Barry, um, <laughs> dropped a couple balls and bombed oh, a try. No. So yeah, head noise there was a little bit of head noise yeah. there. Um, but Mao sort of said, you know, if you're gonna be in this team, I, I see you as a winger. Yep. Um, and I, you know, from the jump. So I was like, yep, cool. That's where my head was at. Um, and I suppose when you're playing in a team like that outside, you know, Jack White and Cleary and Mardo or Jeremiah, whoever was there, you know, your job's pretty easy really yep. like obviously my main focus was just chatting heaps and just fucking running hard so yeah that's what i try to do and then it's it's so weird how like that's literally like obviously it's a 
can get complicated game, but sometimes it really is just run hard and just do your job. Yeah. Like, and everything else comes on on yeah. top of that. Finding you know, running hard and that it's things that you can control and it's things that just get you in the game and get you in a good mindset for the rest of the game. And yep. that sort of helps me focus on, you know, more te- technical or, um, you know, points of the game. But I think for me, it's just, you know, if I can start the game by running hard and tackling hard, then, you know, my mindset's right. Yeah. That, 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 I mean, it's a cliche. I'm not sure yeah. if fans um, are aware or whatever, but the amount of times you get senior players saying to you, get an early carry, get an early carry. 100%. It's so important. It is so important. It changes your game. Yeah. I think, like, there's been games, especially when I used to play on the wing, where, you know, almost no, no fault of your own, but 10, 12 minutes go by and you haven't had a carry yet. And yeah. it, it starts playing on you. And 100%. You're like, fuck, I need to get a carry. Yep. I, you start overthinking everything. You can't leave your wing though because yeah. it's over on the other side. And yeah. I just told you to keep your width because blah, blah, blah. Exactly, yeah. But um, yeah, for whatever reason. But it, it is it is an important, especially as an outside back, obviously, because mm. it can happen. It's important to get in early and try to get your hands dirty, I reckon. And just, you get that content, contact out of the way. Yeah. And I don't know, it just focuses you in. I reckon, You yeah. stop thinking about like, all that yeah you're just thinking about that now you're just in the zone of the game yeah 100%. um yeah okay so so you make your debut what's it like when you, you you put on that jersey you look down and you're looking at the green and gold the famous green and gold yeah it's mental like that, that is probably when it sort of started to sink in is when i got to the stadium and singing the anthem was um you know that was a special moment seeing sort of my family in the crowd it's sort of hard not to get emotional when you sort of see because mm. yeah at the end of the day they're the people that you're playing for and Obviously, everyone back home here in mm. Australia, um, and to do it with the blokes that you know, even though you've only met a few of these blokes for the first time in this camp, like you, you build you build these bonds pretty quick in footy mm. teams and footy environments yeah. when you're living together for a number of weeks. So, um, yeah, the emotions are high, and like I said, though, I, I was really trying to keep a focus on playing footy. So, mm. um, but yeah, that that moment when I pulled on the jersey was definitely one that I'll you know I'll remember for the rest of my career rest of my life and so you you obviously play against Italy and then um you know obviously the boys go on to win what was it like the feeling in camp heading in towards like New Zealand versus Australia like was craziness madness craziness and then what was it like for that then also having to deal with this like juggernaut of Samoa in the sense of like it's almost like the world stopped yeah for Samoa yeah. And, and it almost became like you guys not definitely not the underdogs but like we're just kind of like oh everyone's so happy to see Samoa yeah. there like they're forgetting that Australia yeah. are there to be there kind of thing. yeah I think I think from the jump we were aware that not many people outside of Australia wanted us to win mm. um you know obviously there was a massive support behind England being in England um sort of felt like the tournament was built for them mm. like a lot of sort of um the hype was around them fair enough it's yeah. their home country and that's probably the way it should be um and you know i think when samoa knocked them off people were like all right well now we're getting behind samoa like because that was impressive that game was mental yeah um you know the way they won it and did you were you boys watching it together we weren't together but everyone was pretty watching. much everyone was yep. watching it somewhere <laughs> yep. um and yeah, just the way they won and the grit that they showed was impressive as. And um, like I said, you know, you had The Rock giving them a shout out and yeah. stuff like that. So to be honest, that's I, I think that's just mad for the game. I think yeah. that's just sick that, you know, people like that are recognising, you know, how far our game's progressing. And um, But in saying that, you know, we were like, well, we're, we're, we're the best. Like we, we need to prove that we're the best in yeah. the world. Um, and we knew New Zealand was going to be a tough one and, 
the boys fucking they dug deep for that game that was impressive as i thought um liam martin you know went out there and was just whacking blokes and yeah and um you know i thought across the board all the boys played extremely well and tough it was a tough win um so i think we'll battle hard and for the final and um, but you know, you look at Samoa; they had some impressive players. You know, boys that can just pull shit out of their ass. So, um, but you know, that, that occasion was huge. And uh, you know, when we rocked up to the final, you know, you could tell who they were backing. They were all backing Samoa. Yep. We, we caught booze when we were running out, or the boys caught booze when they were running out <laughs> to warm up, and Samoa <laughs> caught the mad cheer. So we knew from the jump that uh, you know that who they were backing. But yeah, um, I suppose that just fueled the fire a bit more. Mm. Were you 18th man for? Nah, no, nah. Emu. Emu. <laughs> so you would have gone out the night before. You yeah. a bit dusty at the World Final. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the siren goes, the boys get up. What's it like? Mad, madness. Um, you know, I think, as I said earlier, you were together for six weeks and you're, you're living with each other. So mm. bonds are pretty tight by the end of that. And, you know, when you play games together and go through tough victories and that just creates even better bonds and, uh, you know, the stage was so <coughs> enormous. The girls had got up before us, which, you know, they were hanging around and supporting us. And mm. uh, at Old Trafford, like, that stadium's easily the best stadium. I've, you know, some court's pretty mad, but yeah. Old Trafford is, is pretty, pretty right, special. Uh, you're not a Queenslander, <laughs> so you don't say some court's good. I yeah, get it. Red Oval's still the goat. But, <laughs> um, nah, but, yeah, Old Trafford was sick. Um, and just having that, you know, that support or the fans that were out there and the noise and everything and then mm. uh to get that win you know as it was said it was a goal that we'd set six weeks before we knew we had a lot of work before we got to that point and just to know that we were able to tick all that off and you know again prove that we're you know we're still the best country in the world at rugby league it was yeah special so um yeah great feeling great feeling yeah because getting ranked what fourth before the world cup mm. you're kidding mm. mate you're whoever did that Oh my God, yeah. you have had a Barry Crocker, seriously. Yeah. Fourth. Yeah. Oh my, give me a fucking break. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> yeah, so obviously you get the win, the boys celebrate. Uh, any any good stories from the boys celebrating the win? I mean, obviously the ones you can actually... Talk, yeah, the ones that I could share. Um, fuck, I don't know. I don't know about ones who, I could share. Who indulged the most? Respect- Liam Martin indulged a lot at the start of the camp <laughs> he um i think we went out three times and he'd lost his wallet twice and his phone <laughs> oh once so um yeah he really he really ripped in especially he took his chance of an, being an emu with both hands um <laughs> i think we found him down in the lobby one morning when we we're going out for a team walk so. oh <laughs> but he's a legend yeah he, he ripped in it was good it was good fun and now you know now sort of got around it and um let's see yeah. the job as an emu yeah get the boys exactly up. right exactly right so um yeah, there were, there were a few um, good performances from the boys. Um, yeah, but overall, the, yeah, it was it was a fun tour. But yeah, probably a few stories I'll have to keep my mouth closed. About. <laughs> were there any um, crashes and burns in the sense of like you know boys that talk a big game and then fucking just go to bed at eleven o'clock? Don't have to name nah, names. I, you know what? I'm probably a backdoor specialist. You're a backdoor specialist. I am. Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm sick for a backdoor when when the opportunity arises, but. Um, yeah, there's a few surprise, well, not for me, but Cam Murray is always someone who I think people are surprised at because comes across as this guy who's, you know, got his head screwed on tight and he's, yeah. you know, he's just does everything right. But once he's on the piss, he's like, he actually is like a different person. Oh, like, really? He turns into this, he's bullied me the last three, three Mad Mondays, <laughs> I reckon. Oh my God. And I remember it, it um, 
were in Manchester and I was in like six in the morning and he was just banging on my door and he's going, why, why are you going to sleep already? <laughs> like, Mate, it's six in the morning, go to bed. Like, fuck. But, wow. Yeah, no, he, he can turn it on when he oh, wants. Oh, okay. So we've, yeah, okay. We've yeah. One of those blokes. Yeah, those yeah, blokes. yeah. You know what? He's earned it. He's yeah. earned the right. No, so. he has. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, what an incredible experience. Absolutely incredible experience yep. to, to, for you. We'll be right back to Campbell Graham in just a moment. This podcast is powered by Bloke Beer. In New South Wales and ACT, we're in every single Celebrations, Bottolo, Porter's Liquor, and IGA Plus Liquor. So if you love the show, head there, grab Bloke in a bar, give it a crack. It's an easy drinking, smooth lager. Not fruity, not hoppy, beer that tastes like real beer. And it's beer for blokes that turn up for their family, mates, and good times. We've also got mid-strength out. We're in hundreds of stores across Queensland, New South Wales, ACT, Victoria. We've got a store locator on our website, blokeinabar.com. You put in your postcode or your address or your, your suburb, it'll show you the closest stockist of bloke beer. Plus, if you go to bloke.shop, we've got discounted merchandise right now, perfect for Christmas. But let's get back to the chat with Campbell Graham. But yeah, take us back to a young fella, mate. Young fella. Mm. Obviously, um, you basically, your parents, uh, your father from is from Glasgow and your mother's from Coventry in England, as you said. Yep. Played for the Coogee Wombats. Yep. So you from like the Coogee area? Yeah, well, um, I grew up in Kensington, which is five, five ten minutes from Coogee. Mm. Um, lived in Malabar for a few years. Now I'm back at my place in Kingsford. Mm. Um so I've been Eastern Suburbs, South Sydney my whole life. Yeah. Um, played for Maruba Lions. They were my first club um, from the ages of probably st- – I was a f- I played soccer when I was, you know, real young because my dad, you know, wanted me to play soccer being the Scotsman. So yeah. um, got to about nine years old and my cousin um, was a massive league fan and um, I looked up to him a lot and then a lot of my mates at school were sort of into rugby league. So I was like, I'll give that a crack. Um, started playing both and then I was like, nah, rugby league's for me. I want to yeah. play rugby league and played Maruba Lions till about under 14s and then played 15s to probably 15, 16s with the Wombats. Mm. Um, and then obviously played all my junior rep footy with South, which you know I'm very grateful for because, you know, I was able to sort of stay at my parents' house around my mates, um, you know, through pretty much my, all my high school years and, um, you know, through my early 20s. So, um you know, it's been, I've been very fortunate that, you know, I haven't had to, you know, move away from home and adjust like that. And I love mm. the area. So um, I'm tired. I'm, I'm very, you know, tired in here. So it's good. Mm. And so from a young fella, obviously around nine, did you say you started playing yeah. league? Yeah. Was, were you immediately standing out or did it take you a while to kind of? Well, when I was at Maroubra, we were a Div- division two team. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was all right. I was pretty good for, mm. for division two. I, you know, probably you know, one of the better players in Division Two, I'd say. Mm. Um, but again, like we'd sometimes go up and versus a Division One team and just get slapped. Like, yep. so I would, I would never say, I wouldn't say I was, you know, one of the guns mm. when I was growing up at all. Um, I remember like the first sort of junior development teams are called the Junior Bunnies at South, and um, they start with from under thirteens. I didn't make under thirteens Junior Bunnies. Didn't make under fourteens Junior Bunnies. Um, made fifteens Junior Bunnies. Never didn't make Harold Matts a year up. Um, so nothing like that. I wasn't a. I wasn't. You know, one of the next big thing yeah, coming through. No, I definitely thing. wasn't that. Um, what position did you play in those years? Centers. Yeah, yeah I played centers pretty much right up until twenties, and then I jumped on the wing. Mm. Mm. Were you always tall as shit? Yeah, I was always long, long yeah. as. Yeah, I was sort of. I, I reckon I got my longest 
when I was probably Harold Matt's issue ball, I was just skin and bone, just like was long as. Did you struggle with that, the, the sizing of, in a sense of, because blokes can chop ya and all that kind of stuff and the, the, the agility of it all or not really? Um, I, don't, I don't think so really. Like I definitely could get folded from time to time cause mm. I was so light and yep. long. Um, you know, I'm a pretty good target for shorter, stockier blokes, but, yep. um, nah, I think for me, uh, I sort of been in the centers, I sort of always loved a tough carry and that kind of thing. I was yep. never sort of, you know, afraid to get in and get my hands dirty, but, um, yeah, I don't think that was ever something I was like, fuck, like I need to get bigger or stronger. I sort of just knew that I always did love my weights, but I knew that I would naturally sort of start filling yep. out and getting stronger. So, mm. um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too bad. It wasn't too much of an issue. Was it always like okay, I've followed Rabbitohs since I was nine, eight years old, yeah. nine years old, and I want to play for them, mm. or was it like when I was fifteen, sixteen, I realised, oh, like this might be a thing. Yeah, well, I'd obviously always been a massive league fan, love watching South, and um, yeah, you're right. Like when I was fifteen, sixteen, I probably I, I loved footy and I took it seriously when I was playing rep footy and that, but I wasn't thinking in my head, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna play for South, like that's mm. me, like. Mm. I enjoyed going out with my mates, like just hanging out with my, my mates and that. But then I'd say once it sort of got to SG ball a year young, so I probably would have been at 17. Um, <clears throat> I was thinking like, fuck, I could like, I reckon I can like really have a crack at this. Like if I just, I want to have a crack at this. Like I love it and I want to um, you know, see how far I can go with this. And then I played 20s after my first year of ball. And that was when I was sort of like, I, I really started sort of narrow my focus to being the best footy player I could be um, in terms of, you know, understanding that, um, you know, I had to make sacrifices in terms, I had to miss out on things in terms of, you know, if I had training the next day or something like that. And I was, you know, able to do that. And yeah, at the start, it's kind of hard. You're like, you know, your mates are going out doing something, you know, when you're mm. 17, there's a party on your G days, but you know, if you can't go, you're like, fuck, but in the, I always knew in the, grand scheme of things like it was no it wasn't it wasn't a sacrifice yeah. really in the in the grand scheme of things it wasn't a sacrifice because i w wouldn't want to be doing anything else yeah. um so yeah i'd say around 17 8 like 17 16 17 i was like yeah i want to i want to give this a crack mm, i remember growing up and uh like there was one time i would have been maybe 16 or something for, for years and years like not nah, not going anywhere this is and i had soccer the next day mm. and like the next day woke up really tired. I didn't even I don't even think I drank or anything. I just went to my mate's house and we were just hanging out yeah. for the night for whatever. And I rocked up um, the next day and, and we played. I didn't play bad or whatever, but I just didn't feel good. Yeah. But I felt so guilty. Yeah. I was like, I cannot believe yeah. I fucking went out, like went and hung out with my mates the night before a game of soccer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah. and then after that I was like, never again. Yeah. I think some people have it and you know, other blokes are just like, well, I can some people can just pull it off. Yeah, like they can yeah. just fucking do what they want. Sometimes it's better for them because it releases their mind a bit. 100%. I'm not one of those people. I sort of need to know that I've ticked every box or yep. kind of thing. And um, But like I said, there's blokes out there that you know, can get on the piss, you know, or cruise the night before a game and just go out there and kill it. And yep. that's mad. I take yep. my hat off to them. It's impressive. As. And the amount of blokes that would like, we'd have speed on Mondays and they'd be at the Normby on a Sunday Arvo. Right. yeah I'm crazy like, yeah i can't do it hey like i, I feel fucking I terrible yeah um okay so you you make you get sg ball you get it into flag yeah when did they start discussing uh either uh new south wales cup or first grade with you yeah i um probably my first 
taste of sort of any NRL was in the preseason of 2017. Um, a few of us went up and trained with grade tw- once a week or something, yeah. in, or twice a week in the preseason, and that was sort of like my first real sort of introduction to any sort of NRL or like high level. And then I remember I was made captain of the flag team, played the first 10 games, was playing pretty well, broke my hand against the Tigers. And then I remember I was like pretty filthy and I was coming back from injury. And my first game back, I think it was either my first game back or my second game back, they were like, you're going to play cup. Yeah. Like, you're not coming back to 20s, you're going to play cup. And I was like, shit, like I've just come back from injury and I'm now I'm playing. Because I reckon that is probably like the, the I reckon that's the biggest up. step yep. is going from flake to, to cup. Because they're men. 100%. Just, everything's more physical. And, yeah. Uh, like I said, I wasn't ever the biggest lad like when I was younger. So um, I think the difference between a high quality New South Wales Cup game and a high quality NRL game is just speed. Yeah, agreed. Just speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Um, and yeah, I remember I was like, shit, right? And we were the North Sydney Bears at the time. Benny Gardner was the head coach. Um, so he was actually a teacher at my school too. So mm. I knew Benny Gardner. I knew who he was in that. And, um, you know, he sort of said, yeah, I, like, I'm, I want you to come and have a run with us. So I was like, that's sweet. Um, yeah, played in the centres. Um, <coughs> I remember against Penrith at North Sydney Oval. I remember Kikiao was playing. Um, so yeah, they had a pretty good team. Were I you remember. playing centre on Kikiao's edge? Yes, I oh, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a good introduction. But <laughs> I, I, play, I, you know, I, played, I played pretty well. Yep. I played all right. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was pretty happy with how I went, I guess. And then um, played a couple more games of cup and then by this time it was nearly the back end of the season and um, I'd done a few training sessions in season with the NRL as well, but I was still at school at the time. So mm. it was sort of like juggling the school. You made Aussie schoolboys that year too, didn't you? I made Aussie schoolboys that year, yeah, yeah. 17. Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so um, yeah, that was pretty much like, the school were really good about it. Like if you need to go for a day of training at South and go, yep. they were good with it. So um, I was, trained with them a few times throughout the season. And then towards the back end of the season, Madge was sort of saying, you know, if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was 18 and he was pretty much saying like, if there's an opportunity to play and you perform, then I'll pick you. Yep. And I sort of thought like, maybe he's just saying that to gas me up a bit. Like just pretty much at the end of the- Exactly right. Sort of say like, are you in contention just to sort of gas me up? And I was like, all right, mad. Um, didn't really think that the opportunity would come that season. Mm. Um, but I remember we had our trial HSC exams and I was studying at home and then um, got a call from Madge. I was meant to play 20s that night against the Dragons. And he's like, yeah, um, Robert Jennings done his knee at captain's run. You ready? And I was like, shit. I was like, yeah, I'm fuck, I think so. I'm, I think I'm fucking ready. Let's go. So I hung, hung the call up. Like, I was literally like shaking when I ended the call. I was like, all right, told mum and dad. Were you still 17 at the stage or just no, I was, 18? I was 18, yep, yeah. Okay. I'd probably been 18 for a few weeks at this point. Um, and then I was I was pretty happy that that's how it unfolded because I didn't have to dwell on it for yeah. a week. I sort of, I was like, shit, well, it's happening tonight. Let's just, let's go. Let's you get do caught it. up in the whirlwind of it. 100%. And that whole day, I can't even really remember what I did that day. You know that's what I mean? I like, just fucking, I don't, I don't even remember. I remember getting to the ground and I remember Sam Burgess calling me and Greg calling me. Few of the leaders at the time just saying like, 
yeah, like we we believe in you. Like we we reckon you're ready to go. And How good is it? Like yeah. just had Sam Burgess, Greg Inglis calling me. Yeah, uh, that that helped. Like yeah. I was like, fuck, all right, the boys are backing me, so like let's go. Went there and um, yeah, lucky enough got the win. It was a pretty tight game. I remember Brian Goodwin scored in the corner and Renault kicked it from the sideline to sort of seal the game. So it was it was sick. Did you debut centre or wing? Wing. Wing. Yeah, yeah. That's usually the way, like, bring yeah. young fellas through, chuck them on a the wing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I played – I didn't play centre again until, like, uh, like I said, like, after, after my 50. Game. Yeah. Wow. I, I went the other way. I debuted at fullback. Did you? And then got put to the wing. Yeah, right. Because um, obviously – oh, yeah, I debuted at fullback because Carmichael Hunt. So, obviously, yeah. I'm not going to take fucking Carmichael yeah. Hunt's spot. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, what do you remember from the day? Actually, quickly, how'd you go on your HSC? Don't know. Never checked it. Swear to yeah, God. I, never checked it. <laughs> I thought I didn't need to. I was like, I can't play first grade. Why am I taking my HSC? Oh, <laughs> yeah, good. No, yeah, I, did, I didn't check it. Um, did, what do you remember specifically from the game? You know, like, for example, me personally, I remember this all week. I was really nervous, talk, yep. thinking about it, thinking about it. Thinking, and then I remember sitting in the manly changing room before the game and the most bizarre calmness and confidence came over me. I've never experienced it again. Mm hmm. It was the most. Uh, it's. I can't explain how it happened. Yeah. I felt like superhuman. Yeah. Do you remember anything specific from your debut at all? In terms of my feelings and emotions, I, uh, I won't say I felt exactly like that, but I understand what you're saying. Um, I think it definitely as the day progressed and as I started to get to the ground, nerves started to settle. And, uh, excitement probably took over, and mm -hmm. I was like, like whatever happens, like I'm, I'm just gonna give it a crack. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Um, yeah, and I remember before the game, we were going to huddle, had the jersey preso with my family and that. And then, yeah, I think I was just sort of like, well, like, I'm sort of like, I'm in this position. <clears throat> um, you know, all I got to do is go out there and just do what I've done to get me here. Yeah. So I sort of just try to simplify in my head as much as I could and just mm. imagine the coach and staff. Siebes was the assistant coach at the time. They sort of assured me, you know, just go out there and just simply just run hard and just talk to you inside man pretty yep. much pretty much um so that 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 definitely calmed a few nerves but i think you're right I, I understand what you're saying where you have i felt it a little bit in the 21 grand final i reckon yep. where like the build-up to that game i was like fuck, like i didn't really used to get that nervous before a game but then obviously grand final was huge so i was like shit like i'm pretty nervous like heading throughout the week doing all the big promos and stuff for it and then yep. it's a big build-up but then like almost on the game game day, you're like, all right, let's just play footy sort of thing. Yep. Um, let's just do you know do what we've done for the last 20, yep. 27 games or whatever. I feel like it might be something where because we've been doing sport at a relatively high level for so long, it's almost like a natural thing that we've developed, I guess, where yeah. your body clock kind of kicks in and goes, no, nah, it's it's work now. Yeah. This is work now. Get yeah. it done. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, how good debut, get the win, and it's a, it's a tight match. Uh, do you remember, like, do you remember the the first time? May, maybe not your first preseason with first grade, as in first preseason session, mm. but a time in early on in your career where you realise, wow, this is first grade at preseason. Whether it would be a, a hectic wrestling session, a crazy fitness session, where you realise like this is another level, and I have to do this every single day. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple that stand out. I remember. I think Mads did this on purpose, but um, my first wrestle session, I was wrestling Greg English oh for a bit. <laughs> yeah, so I was throwing straight in the deep end, but um, and obviously he just had his way with me. But um, I think 
late the 2018 preseason, that's when I did my first full preseason. And, um, you know, Siebes had a big emphasis on, you know, repeat efforts and obviously every preseason's hard, but yeah. probably because it was my first one, that one sticks out to me as being like, that was tough. Like mm. there were days where I remember we'd go massive field session, weights, wrestle session in the afternoon. Cause I was a young lad, I was always the second, yeah. second group that would yep. go through. So they're sort of like, they're long days. Yep. Um, and I remember like just doing a big field session, doing gym, and then waiting around to do wrestle in like this, just up the road here in Alexandria, like just this sweat box yep. of a like jujitsu gym. Yeah. And you just get there and you'd see the boys who are like, or just finished the session and they're busted. And I'm just they're like, all eating their protein things. And they're all set out and that. And he's like, oh. And literally like there's fans in there, but they're just blowing hot air in your face. And um, I remember those days were like, fuck, like this is tough. Yeah. Like that. I remember my body, like as every young lad does in their first preseason, like almost feels like it's breaking down. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like they intentionally break you. Yeah. To I build think so. you back up. I reckon, yeah. And also see who is going to cater. And, I, th know. I think that's a big thing. I mm. think I did my first um, army camp with Wayne in 2019. Mm. And that's when I really saw that side of things where they're like, they're not looking to see, you know, who's the fittest or strongest. Yeah. They're looking to see who's going to, when it comes down to who's going to bitch it. Yeah. And, um, you know, when there's senior boys around you, you don't want to be that guy. No. So. Yeah, it is a big mental thing, I reckon, pre-season. It's funny, like, when you're 18, 19 years old, you don't realise, the not the games they're playing with you in regards, but the tests they're putting you through. So, yeah. like, for example, army camp. We were on, like, our fourth... This was the first ever army camp I did. It was the first time I'd ever been with a first-grade squad. Yeah. Anyway, we're, like, three or four days in, and it was absolutely wild. They made me fucking... I don't need, At this point, I didn't even know how to throw a punch. Like, <laughs> never... Like, I mean, I'd obviously gotten fights growing up, but I didn't know how to fight. Yeah. Anyway, so they made me box with Justin Hodges. <laughs> and I'm like, bruh, what the fuck is going on? I'm just getting towed up by a guy. Him easy, eh? And he's like, probably at this stage, I would have been about 75 kilos. He would have been, what, 95 or whatever. Um, and they were just testing to see yeah. if I cutted it. Like, they didn't care that I would get towed up. 100%. Um, but I'm a mass scrapper now, though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like these little tests they do, and you don't realize when you're a teenager that yeah. it's happening. You yeah. just think, you're going, what the fuck? 100%. Yeah, 100%. But in hindsight, I think that is, it is the best way to see what kind of player you're going to be as well. Because, yeah. like, I think, like, those, like, those kind of situations, they do reflect how you're going to play on mm. the field. And yeah who's going to actually, you know, make repeat efforts and all that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I understand, you know, now looking in hindsight, I understand why they put you in those situations. Yeah, but in the time, you're just heading yeah, essential. Going, 100%. What's going on? Know, and I'm sure I'll have those moments, you know, still come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like wrestling GI, like notoriously argue, like maybe the only person that might have been stronger is Trell. Like, yeah. But everyone says GI is like number uh, one pretty much. He would like, I remember like he wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily rip in in the gym, but yep. like when it came down to testing day, he would he would smash everything, oh, like gun, man. and just do it with ease. And um, yeah, he was someone I remember like just watching him coming back from his ACL in seventeen, yep. and he would sort of come in the back end, and he would just that's just when he was starting to do skills again. And I was like, fuck, like that is that's it. Like you can tell, like he's a step above. Yeah, like, one of the goats. A, yeah, one of the goats. Um, <clears throat> okay, so the first preseason, when did you sign? I guess your first bigger contract, like long-term, but like not long, long-term, but you know what I mean? Like when you're yep. a younger fellow, you get year, con year deals. Yep. 
Yeah, I think I signed. Uh, <clears throat> I've signed in sixteen or seventeen. I think. I think it might have been seventeen. Um, I remember I re-signed in eighteen and then re-signed again in twenty. So it would have been probably seventeen or yep. sixteen. I think. Again, like obviously, young lad, sort of just stoked that you're throwing anything at you. Yeah. And, you know, there's an opportunity to be in the first grade squad in the future. And you're like, fuck, I'll, I'll do it for free, hundred percent. Yeah. Like literally, like I'll, I'll. You're packing me to do this. Like yeah. it's a G up, but um, yeah, probably 16 or 17. 16, 17. And that, that first contract, you'll always remember that first. Yeah. Like just going, wow, yeah, far out. Is, okay. Out. So yeah, so 2017 happens. Um, and basically like 2017 and then so Sieves comes 2018. Mm. Was it weird for you as a young player having to deal with that kind of fallout, I guess? I was pretty like, <laughs> I was, wasn't sure how to sort of think about it because in my head I thought, you know, I'd build this relationship with Madge. He believes in me to mm. play NRL. I don't know if Siebes does yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't sure. know where how Siebes sees me as a player. I don't know. Does he even want me at the club? Exactly. Like That's the sort of thought process. Of, um, Siebes was assistant coach um, the year before. So I did have a good – I had a good relationship with Siebes. Mm. But again – when you're head coach and you have to make the calls and yeah. you don't know. So um, to be honest, in hindsight, it's probably a good thing because it made me push extra hard in training and I knew that I, there was a spot that I had to earn. Again, yeah. it wasn't going to give – I wasn't going to be given a spot. You never are in NRL, but yeah. I knew that I was pretty much starting from scratch, which was which was good for me. And um, I remember – Started that year, I broke my hand in the Wigan trial, which was like the first trial. So I missed like the first, missed the first like three rounds or so. Yep. Uh, and Richie Kenner got the nod for that right wing spot and he was killing it. Him and Robert Jennings were killing it mm. that year. Uh, it was, um, really, really good for us. And then uh, Richie got in, did his ankle syndesmosis, I think, in like round nine. And that's when I got back in the team. Yeah. And uh, I was able, luckily enough, to play the rest of that season. Scored your first meaty. Yeah, uh, against Newey Knights at mm-hmm. uh, Knights' home ground. Yep, yeah, yeah. How'd that, that come one? about? Easy as easiest try I've scored. <laughs> Ran over just long ball, cut yep. about four boys out, and just hit me straight on the chest. But I was still stoked out. It felt like Mate, I just run the field. So. That feeling of when you go over the line and there's like free, like open green space. Mate, it's the best ever. It eh? doesn't get any better. Even if you don't have to do anything, hundred percent. Put the water out. Oh, bro, seriously. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, so. That, so 2018 happens, um, and I guess this was like, it's you made your debut the year before, and obviously you played you know a decent amount of games. But do you feel like this is the year where you kind of go, okay, now I'm gonna now I'm stepping into yeah a first grade. Hundred percent. I think even though I'd played five games in 2017, I didn't feel like I was a. In all honesty, I didn't feel like I was an NRL player yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was, you know, still in my mind, I was probably still. A reserve grade player who was lucky that I uh, was able to play a few games of NRL, yeah. um, but I, I remember doing a whole preseason in eighteen, and then like in twenty eighteen in the season when I got to play NRL again, I felt like okay, now I'm actually contributing to this team in a positive way. I'm, mm. I'm, you know, contributing to our results, which, yeah. um, you know, that's when I started to think, you know, like I'm now cementing or I'm starting to earn a spot in this team permanently. So. Um, yeah, I'd say the back end of that season is when, um, you know, I really, I really sort of started to cement myself as an NRL player. Yeah, it's it's almost like a natural progression for for young rookies to go from 
happy to be there yeah so you've got a job bro 100 percent. and i think the leaders at the time pushed that massively sam yeah. pushed that massively i remember sato like like you're in this team for a reason like you like you're a part of this team earn your jersey like yeah and um yeah i think that's what I, my, my mindset was for 2018. did you have any like you know it sound it seems like it was quite a, a smooth transition for you out of school into first grade how good life's good was there any setbacks at all for you where you were like rattled and thinking do i get a contract do i not get a contract to be honest mate i, I have been very fortunate um with my progression at south but there's definitely times like when i broke my hand in 2018 yeah. um and i saw richie sort of get that nod um and he was you know they were killing it so like i was thinking well i was i'm gonna be you know back up for this season and yeah um you know i, I just got to play my best footy in israel's cup and just hope an opportunity comes mm. that was probably the only time i was really sort of like shit, like uh like things aren't going great for me right now but yeah. in all honesty mate like I, i've been very blessed with um you know my progression at south as i said and um you know i would just believe that an opportunity would come eventually and it did and luckily i was able to take it with both hands mm. but um it's that as a young fella because you're not mentally i guess equipped the stresses of when you see you know and they're your mates and you're happy for them but yeah. like they get your position they start yeah. playing really well your head starts going into spaces like oh am i going to be reserve grade forever yeah. and yeah it's 100 a, a weird feeling it is it is a roller coaster i think like I think as an NRL player, a career is just a roller coaster. Like, mm. even if it looks like it's going great for a lot of the times, like, yeah. there's always things that, like, you have a shit game and you're like, you dwell on it for a week and then, or like, you know, you have an injury. Like, I had a few this year and, mm. you know, they ne it never gets easier to, you know, sit out and miss out in games and watch your boys play on the yep. weekend. Like, um, so yeah, it's just all a part of it. And I think experience is just knowing how to deal with that better and just yeah. knowing understanding that that is a part of the game and you know an opportunity will come you just need to sort of focus on what you can control at that point in time it's funny you say focus on what you can control like when i was coming through and i was at the warriors brent tate brent tate said the exact same thing yeah. to me he was like mate yeah you just be the best at what you can do control everything takes everything else takes care of itself yeah um i didn't follow his advice so 100 <laughs> as a young boy it's, it's hard hearing that <laughs> so shit. You're like, hard. You're like oh, i just want to fucking play yeah bro. Like, i want to play yeah. i want to play first grade yeah. and like if i don't play first grade someone's gonna get my spot yeah and then all this work's gonna be for nothing and then yeah. no clubs want and so yeah it you can try to speak to the 18 the 16 17 18 year old yeah like uh there's this one fellow at the gym that i think he's a, a junior at the rabbitos actually oh yeah um and I think he had an injury or whatever. Maybe part of Jersey flag now, whatever. Yeah. And I just keep trying to tell him, mate, just all you need to focus on is having a good attitude at training and yeah. just train hard, train hard, train hard. Mm. And I always wonder, like, is he? Does he really believe me, or is he? You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Hopefully. I mean, you look at blokes like <clears throat> that. I've you know played with like Connor Tracy's a great example. I think when I got to the club, he was coming off his third ACL. Crazy. And now, you know, he was at South. He didn't I don't even think he played NRL that year I think he debuted in 19 or 20 I remember I debuted with him against Para, and it was a half and um you know he played pretty well but um you know South sort of let him go and he went to Cronulla where mm. he's now killing it as an outside back like yep. that is just that just shows like that is what we're talking about when you say just control what you can control just believe that there is going to be an opportunity that comes down the line and you know for both like connor tracy that's just like that's just what hard work and just staying committed you know it it just proves it 
you yeah. know, can work. Cody Walker. Cody Walker. 26 yeah. years old. Yeah. Went on to be one of the best sixes in the comp. I know, it's crazy. Like, Insane. I hear some of the yards he spins about playing for Windsor when he was like, you know, 24 and he's just thinking, what the fuck am I doing yeah. here? Like, this is shit. And like, the talent that he has. I know. I like, know. to think that that bloke was playing in, like, I know. absolutely wild. I know. Um, like, he's, he's probably one bloke that, like, He's probably the most like gifted footballer I've ever trained with. Like mm. in terms of just what I see him doing training and just his understanding of the game and how people will react around him. Is mm. he talks like I think he's assistant coach for the Indigenous team this yep. year, and I just see him so easily progressing into a coaching role. He does have to, if he's not as angry as he is as a player, then he'll be <laughs> a great coach because. That's what he says. He says, you know, I can, I, I would do coaching, but if I can just cool it down a bit yeah, and not just get pissed off if people aren't doing what I'm telling them to do. But yep. um, he says that. So he, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, for me, he's probably the most impressive footballer that mm. I've ever trained with. Because his ability to like, just when you think he's going to hit a short runner, he just gets, or he yeah. knows to hit the short. Yeah. His ability to understand timing and distance and body language to know left, right. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's like amazing. Mm. Um, okay, so yeah, 2019, uh, you guys get, you reach your second preliminary fo- preliminary final. Um, had you already played finals footy in 2018? 18 was my first year of finals footy. Yeah, first year of finals footy. What yeah. was that That kind of step up like? Yeah, that was, I, was, I remember that was pretty nerve-wracking for me. Um, first finals game was down in Melbourne against Melbourne um, and we lost by a field goal, I remember. And I, I know I remember, I've played down in Melbourne it would have been about six times now packed my jeans every time never got to warm once because <laughs> we lose every time we go down there because um, that is a tough trip we lost by one was it one point this year the start of the year I think we lost by a field goal so I've been close a few times but no cigar um, <laughs> but I remember that one uh, that was my first finals game I remember the step up in intensity and a game that sticks out for me and I think this was a game that I learned a lot from was the prelim final that year against the Chooks. Um, I remember that was that was like a step up again yep. in terms of like efforts on efforts on efforts. And I remember there was a couple moments in the game looking back on which, you know, eat me up a bit where I sort of made a bad read and Chook scored or I went up, you know, there was a contest in the air with Toops and I think Momorossi scored. And um, I think from, you know, that, was an experience where I realised the step up required to play finals footy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's almost like a, a start of a new season. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, you know, even some of the games that we played this year in the finals, like that Chooks game was just wild. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. That was one of the craziest games I've ever seen in my yeah. whole life. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, and it was just so mad to be involved <laughs> in. Oh, I loved it. It was madness. Like, mm. everyone just said, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, it was we're mad. not taking a backward step so you it's almost like it was almost like a game of chicken mm. of like we're just going to go as crazy we're going to be more crazy than you yeah it was mad i loved it <laughs> yeah. i love watching it i would not like being out there <laughs> i would have fucking not like being out there um nah joking it would have been fucking sick some of the <laughs> some of the best games that i remember is it was uh the really physical ones yeah and as i said like being a winger obviously like i'm not doing the same things the forwards are doing yeah um but yeah, like the for for example against the Roosters, and there was a semi final against the Roosters. There was a prelim against the Storm. Cam Smith even says it's one of the greatest games he's ever played in. Is that the one? Um, they beat us on the butt. Yeah, though. Greg Greg English scored, and yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yes, he tough. did. That's yes, tough. Did. And I, it was on my edge too. That's right, mate. Because like, so what happened is Ashton Sims 
dropped the ball. Yeah. So we, we had the game wrapped up. Yeah. As soon as he drops the ball, they immediately transition into attack. So it's yeah. not like, oh, and we're on our own line. We're short for numbers. So Hodjo, um, Hodjo used to do this thing and like where we would dummy to, to almost balk him. Almost try to balk him. But yeah. So he went to pretend to shoot in and then stepped back. Yeah. But I followed him in. Yeah. And then I tried to step back. But I mean, they had like a two or three overlap. It's not your fault, mate. It's, it's definitely right. not my yeah. fault. It's definitely not my fault. Um, you know, but you, you go through your head like, could have I made the play? Like, yeah. so for example, could have I shot before Hojo? Yeah. yeah. And I think you can make those scenarios a lot where you're like, fuck, I, I could have done this to stop. But in the, in the you know, heat of the moment, you know, it's tough. Like. It's, it's, you made the play that looks right at yeah, the time. Exactly, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, GR goes over and, uh, yeah, I just remember that like pictures of Lockie. Fuck. Disgusting. Eh? I, lie, I lie in bed and think of Lockie's face every night. <laughs> yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> nah. Uh, like, anyway, it was. Um, those games are the best games, I reckon. I think I think there is something to, like with those physical games, they're the most satisfying when you get the win. Yeah, because you know, like, fuck, I've invested a lot into this game. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be sore tomorrow. Yeah. And all the boys are looking at each other, going, "Fuck yeah, boys. Like, that was hectic." Yeah, I think Matt Lodge like busted my SC off the kickoff, my SC joint um, off the very first kickoff. Um, I knew that was going to be sore the next day. So I was like, fuck, I want to at least win. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be sore <laughs> make it worth tomorrow. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So in 2019, you make the prelim again. Um, well, you make the prelim, what, 19, 20, and then the grand final, 21? 21. Yeah. Um, what, what about when you made the under 23 Australian side? Because mm. that would have that been, was, I guess, your first... Yeah foray into seeing other superstars i guess yeah so that actually i actually played prime ministers straight into australian nine straight into the 23 so it was like a three-week camp three different teams yeah so that's what i said earlier with that was sort of my first kind of i suppose dabble in rep footy mm. um prime ministers was sick pretty chilled like just went over there to fiji and um did a bit with the community and that and sort of versus the fiji team i think it was the local fijians though um mm. That was cool. And then obviously <coughs> nines was sick. Um, that was like playing with Fox and, and you know, Mitch Moses and yeah. Kalen Pongo, like guns. So um, that was mad winning that. And then the 23s team was, I remember that being a very enjoyable camp. Yeah. Because like blokes are sort of like around your age and like you've played with a fair few of the blokes coming through. Yeah. Um, that was a very enjoyable camp down at Wollongong. And I remember looking around and thinking, fuck, like a few of these boys like wouldn't be far off an actual Aussie jersey right now. Like yep. so there were some guns. Um, like if you look at, I think we we were in camp like this tour that we just had uh, in England, and we actually went through that team. I forget who was it was with, but it might have been Tino. And we're looking at the team list, and we're like, fuck, like look at this team now. Like nearly like half of these boys would be in this Aussie squad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was a really cool experience. Um, sort of playing at that rep level with blokes who were around your age. Yeah. I thought that was a cool dynamic. Like usually you go into an Australian side, like if you've got Cam Smith, Billy Slater, Darren Lockyer, Thurston, Cooper Cronk, or whatever. Like they're older boys. They do like you're, st you're all mates, but yeah. they do their own thing. Yeah. Whereas boys around your age, yeah, you might be playing PlayStation together, or you want to go to certain areas together, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I thought, as I said, like that was just like a mad, enjoyable time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I remember the training for that was cool. We versed, we did like a post sessions against the Kangaroos. Um, that would have been a space out for you. That was that was mad. Like that was. 
that was tough again. Like just doing an opposed session against them, I was thinking, fuck, yeah. like these guys are like obviously like a level above. Yeah. So now to reflect on that when I've you know been it with the kangaroos is pretty wild. Is um, it, as I was going to say, is it weird to think that you are now in that? It's so like there's wild. There's a young guy looking it, at you going, oh shit. It is so wild. Like yeah. thinking like that, like thinking it was only 2019. That's three years ago, and I was thinking, fuck, they're like a fair. Like that's a future goal like yeah i suppose i didn't expect this aussie experience for me to come so quick i'd always you know that was always a goal of mine but mm. yeah it's cool anyway so 2021 let's go through the season all right so 2021 you know you start the year uh really well and then you have a bad mid-year yeah we get slapped twice by, by 50 and storm yep and everyone says actually sorry first let's talk about wayne yeah arriving to the club yeah Sweet. Um, so the Seabold situation happens, and, mm-hmm. and I know it was it was a quite a relatively messy in the sense that you know Rabbitohs had given him opportunity and they wanted him to resign, and then he you know got a huge deal from the Broncos. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So you'd already kind of dealt with that. I assume you're a bit older now, so you understand the way rugby yeah. league works. Yeah. But then you find out Wayne's coming. Yeah. What's that like? Again, like we spoke about earlier, it's sort of that feeling where it's like I need to prove myself again. Like this yeah. is again because it's Wayne as well. Like. I was sort of didn't know what to expect. I sort of only saw what everyone else sees from the outside looking in that he's fucking, he looks pretty stiff. He's like <laughs> yeah. coming in, doesn't give you much. So like, I remember that was sort of my mindset again. I was like, I need to earn my jersey again. Like yeah. this is like, I know I'm. No, he's not just gonna give me a jersey. So um, I remember that preseason was different, but what he did well was he didn't change much. He mm. came in and said, I like how you guys operate. I'll change what I need to change. I don't think I need to change too much at the moment, um, which was good. And then I remember JD was assistant coach. He'd come with him. JD did a lot of the technical stuff. Um, and it's funny. I think it takes you a while to work out how Wayne actually is and how he operates. Sort of at the start, you're like, fuck, I don't know like what he means by that. Or like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he's like trying to tell me like what he, how he, what he's actually thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, he was getting blokes' names wrong for ages and like just funny shit like that. Like just, and you think, does he even give a fuck? Like he's just like so good like that and um, yep. wouldn't shake anyone's hands for ages. Um, that was good. So, but then obviously as time goes on and you know, you spend more time with him, you work out how much care he has for you as a person yep. and as a playing group. And um, you understand that he's all about a good time. Like he loves boys going out on the piss. Like as long as you just talk to him about, you know, what you're doing. Yeah just sort of keeping him in the loop and, and not, you know, as he used to say, um, piss on his boots and tell you tell him it's raining. Like he wanted you to, you know, just sort of talk to him like you're a, a bloke mm. and he would talk to you like you're a bloke. Like, yeah. So it was good. Um, we had a, a perfect story when I was under Wayne is uh, we were playing really well in 2008 and then we had a bit of a, uh, a bad patch of footy. Yeah. And he called us all in a video session and he was like, and sorry for the podcast, I've heard this story before, put us in a video uh, session and was like, Boys, if you just want to organise Mad Monday, we can do that 100%. Like, let's do it now. But we all have to be on the same page here. Yeah. He Obviously, he knew that would fucking rev the boys up yeah. and get us ripping and tearing. Yeah. But it's an example of him going, you, we just need to communicate. 100%. And be together rather than playing group coach. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it was really good. Like, yarns that I told earlier about, oh, well, Sam, like, um, was always the one who would sort of be pushing us to go out on the piss. He was a sort of, like, social captain. Um 
And, you know, there'd be times where some of the coaches, like the higher-ups at the club would be like, oh, we want you to stay in. And then <laughs> Sam would just go and talk to Wayne and Wayne would sort of be like, all right, no, nah, we can go out, but we just need to do this. And yeah. um, it was great for that. He was really, um, yeah, he really surprised me about, um, you know, how he approaches footy and how he approaches life. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty mad. It's, it's, I think it's, it's surprising, A, how happy he is when you haven't met him before. 100%. And like joking and jovial and, and whatever, but it's I think it's also surprising at how simple his footy game plan is. Yeah. Like that, that's I, he kind of leaves that to other people. And to, when I my experience, he was more just like do two things really well, and that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you experienced a similar. No, situation. I did. I did. I, he had a lot of um, you know he put a lot of accountability. He was big on accountability. Mm. Um, I remember. You know, after every game, we would have to give ourselves a rating out of 10 of how we thought we played. And then he would give you a rating after that about yeah. how he thought you played. And um, it just it made you be honest with yourself and with him about yeah. where you were at. And it was good because, you know, you had to sit there and reflect on your game. You couldn't just say, oh, I played shit. I'll, you know, be better next week. Yeah. It was like, well, I played shit. Like, this is why I played, this is why I think I played shit, mm. how I can be better uh, next game. But JD did a lot of sort of the technical stuff. Like Wayne wasn't hands-on with game planning and stuff like that. He definitely, mm. definitely was involved in that. Yeah. And, um, you know, always had the final say, but JD, I suppose, put the structure in place for Wayne to then say, this is how I want you guys to go yeah. out and perform. I mean, what, that's what assistant coaches are for. Yeah, yeah. Um, to take care of the detail while yeah. Wayne is making sure the team as a whole is, is headed in the right yeah, direction. for sure. Um, okay, yeah, so 2021, you know, you start the season relatively well, then you hit a rough patch. When you get beaten, smacked, basically, nearly, was it nearly three times? Uh, twice, so it was twice where you got... Done by 50. Done by 50. Yeah. Were you always kind of like, no, no, it's all good, we'll turn it around, or were you like, ooh, we might not be up to it this year? I think no. Nah, I think we, like we always like we always had that belief because mm. we'd performed. We knew how well we could perform, yep. and we'd proven it earlier in the year. And not making excuses, but the Melbourne game, you know, we were down on troops. Yep. Um, Penrith game, they just came out and blew us off the park. Really, mm. like realistically, that's what happened. Um, and we knew that we just like we could. I don't think we could have played worse against Penrith. And mm. you know, they're now they're back to back. Like they're a great team. So. Yep. Um, there was still belief, definitely. Like, and Wayne, Wayne made sure that there was still belief. The next training session, he come in and brush video, just goes, "Fuck that, we're focusing on what we can control this week." Yep. Um, you know, had a laugh in the, like, got us all together. We had a mad laugh right mm -hmm. before we went out for our first training session. After okay. that, yeah. And I think from there, like, we just we we just had the mindset that like. That isn't us as a team. We know how good we can be, and we prove that in the back end of the year. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Like, I mean, I, I still believed you could turn around because it was it was a Rabbitohs. You're such a side that can just turn it on. Like, mm. you can just go on these runs. But also, if you look like historically, Wayne has a have like a tendency to do that. Like, where you know he builds you into that final series. Yeah. Um, whereas you look at maybe the Melbourne Storm. You know, they're about getting early wins consistent consistent the all the way yeah. through the year um you know roosters a mixture of both where yeah. they they've actually had quite slow starts especially 2018 when they won the comp mm. penrith i mean at the moment they're just fucking you know so good at the moment mm. uh so yeah i always felt you could turn around but it was still to get all the way to the grand final and the way you did it was amazing so you get into the the, the finals series 
um, you know, who, didn't you, you? So you upset someone first Penrith. week. You beat Penrith. Beat Penrith. Then you beat Manly, Manly prelim, GF, and then into the GF. Yeah. So, so when you beat Penrith, was that like kind of the the line in the sand of like the confidence that you needed? I get, I guess. Yeah, I, as we spoke earlier, that was a game. That's a game that I think will stick out for me for a while about the satisfaction after a win. Mm. I know it was a big game, it was a finals game, but just the how the, some moments in that game that could have changed, but there was blokes turning up and making special efforts and yep. just staying like in the grid of it and just coming away in the back end and just having to invest everything into that win. Mm. And I remember before the game, Wayne said like, this is, there's no fallback option. Like we, we need to win this game. Like yep. that's, that's our best way to win a premiership. Like we don't think about next week, think about winning tonight. Yeah. And don't worry about next week. Like, this, there's no fallback option. We need a win. So, we were up for that game, and I think we showed that, and we got a, we got a real good win against them. Um, and then, the Manly prelim, we were just firing, and I remember we started. It was obviously tough at the start. The first 20, 30 minutes was tough, but then, back end just stuck to our game plans, and mm. it was a bit like clockwork at that point in the season, which you know it usually is with teams that go through to the grand final. You know, everyone just knows what their job is and. Um, yeah, we, we come away with a pretty good win against Manly and then the GF. And then you're leading into GF. And then the GF, yeah. <laughs> What's the feeling like going into your first GF? Yeah, uh, stress. Pretty pretty stressful, eh? Like, I remember a bit like I was saying on the tour that I just had, like, we were up on the Goldie with the COVID thing, so we were a real tight bond. Like, we were, we were a tight, tight team. That's one yeah. thing I remember. And I contributed that to a lot of our success that year mm. um, at the back end. And I remember we had to obviously do a lot of sort of media stuff. There was a big fan day. Even mm. though we were in, on the Goldie, there was heaps of South fans at our training session, which was sick. Um, and I remember just trying, like the first, you know, the, the start of the week, I was chilled. I was sort of just trying to like chill, just focus on each training session, just another game of footy. But in the back of your mind, it's not. You know, yeah. It's a grand final. So yeah. um, I remember we went up to Brisbane, um, I think two nights before the GF just to stay, um, you know, just to sort of have a little camp away from the families yep. back on Gold Coast <laughs> just to focus, narrow our focus. And, yeah, I was I was nervous for that game. And then sort of game day comes around. I remember being a bit more chilled once game day come around. The night before the game even, I was, I was feeling chilled. Like I was watching my movie and eating my chocolate and I was chilled. And then the game day I was chilled. And then, yep. yeah, and then to be honest – that's a bit of a blur. And then if I'm honest, the first half, second half, like most of the second half's a blur as well. Last 10 minutes keeps me up at night. Yeah. Yeah. Last 10 minutes. Cause like far out you as we were in that game. Just so close. Like, like that, oh. I know, like even just right down to, I remember even the last set we had the ball, the last, it was like probably Didn't a Cam minute Murray to go. make a break or something? Cam Murray went through off a drop. Yeah. And there was just no one. Like if there was just one person like support, like everyone's fucked. It's yeah. the 80th minute. Yeah. But like that's how close it was. And then even right down to AJ scored in the corner, Renault misses a goal from the sideline. But then even I still had belief that, you know, I knew he could kick a field goal from, you know, 50 out if he had to. And we got yeah. to like 40 metres out and I was like, come on, bro. Like I still had belief. But yeah, it just obviously fell short. And then... Um. Yeah, the rest is history. What like? What about personally for the for the grand final? Is there anything you remember? Like, was it the pace of the game? Was it the the atmosphere? What was it like? Atmosphere was a big one. I remember. Um, 
Yeah, probably the the noise was a big one. Like I hadn't quite played. I played in a few prelims, but I hadn't played in one where you proper like have to scream at the bloke next to you. Yeah. Um, and the stadium was only half full, wasn't it? It was like, like there was still seats in the yeah, stadium. Yeah, but that's Suncourt for you, so on top of you. So yeah. Um, it was uh, it was it was sick, but I remember like the experience. Obviously, apart from the loss, um, was great to be in, involved in, and um, yeah, it's obviously full time goes. It's yeah, it's it's shattering. A eh? like losing so a grand close. final is so fucking tough. Like that sat with me for a while. Yeah, losing a grand final. Um, you don't you'd almost rather get pumped sometimes. You would like it, yeah, you kind of would a eh? like. But in saying that, like I was proud of how we played and. Um, well, no one gave you a chance midway through the year. Yeah. A lot of people thought you were going to drop out of the eight. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, to sort of get that close to winning a premiership, mm. it stings. Yeah. Wayne always said, that, you know, the deeper you go, the, the deeper the cut. Like, yeah. you get okay. beat, you, you don't make the finals. Yeah, we'll go again next year. You get knocked out. And I've been knocked out in a few prelims. It hurts losing a prelim, but doesn't hurt as bad as losing a grand final. Oh, mate. Especially that. That grand final where it was so like both teams were defending so well, mm. like so fucking well. It was mm. just tit for tat. Yeah. We'll be right back to Campbell Graham in just a moment. This podcast is powered by Bloke Beer. In New South Wales and ACT, we're in every single celebrations, Bottolo, Porter's Liquor, and IGA Plus Liquor. So if you love the show, head there, grab Bloke in a bar, give it a crack. It's an easy drinking, smooth lager, not fruity, not hoppy beer that tastes like real beer and it's beer for blokes that turn up for their family mates and good times who's also got mid-strength out we're in hundreds of stores across queensland new south wales act victoria we've got a store locator on our website blokeinabar.com you put in your postcode or your address or your your suburb it'll show you the closest stockist of bloke beer plus if you go to bloke.shop we got discounted merchandise right now perfect for christmas but let's get back to the chat with campbell graham yeah, so obviously that, that stings and um, you roll into the, the next year, uh, 2022, yep. and you fracture your cheekbone uh, mm. on the 5th of July. So you would have been about, what, six weeks into the, the season? No, nah, no, nah, I fractured my cheekbone six, round 16. Oh, round 16 yeah, of 2022? Yeah, 1722, yeah. Um, oh, 5th of July, sorry. Um, yeah. So what, like, because that's... That's a really unique injury. Not unique is it how it happened or whatever, but unique in like getting the confidence back Yeah, to run hard again. Yeah, yeah. I actually remember in 2020, I fractured the same cheekbone. Josh Reynolds accidentally kicked me in the face. <laughs> oh, <fuck laughs> yeah, yeah. Bruh, yeah, kick but the ball, bro. I know, bro. <laughs> but um, yeah, he accidentally kicked me in the face. and um, But the fracture was just like, it wasn't a bad fracture, mm. but I missed the game or two. And I remember coming back from that, Injury, I versed Canberra and JD even said to me after the game, he's like, you were fucking, like, you were hesitant out there. And I was like, mm. I know I was. Like, in, in like, I, I'm, yeah, I definitely, um, took me a while to build up confidence. So coming back from this one where I'd, you know, had surgery, you know, it was a, it was a much worse break. Um, had to have about, I had missed about five or six games, I think. Um, but I remember coming back and I thought, you know, this time, like, I'm not going to be hesitant. Like, I'm, I'm conf like, yeah, I broke my face, but, like, I'm I'm not going to fucking take a backward step this time when I come back. So yeah. I remember the first game back was against Penrith towards the back end of the year. So I was, like, straight into it. I like, like that's, that's grouse, so. Yeah, mad um, Leota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I remember again a bit like we were saying earlier. After the first couple of touches, I was like, yeah, sweet, it's good to go. Yeah, yeah. When I broke my ribs, it, it it like really like I broke six ribs and my lung collapsed. Yeah, it took a like the whole off season because like so the whole year when I tried to come back from it, I was so I, when I did it, did it in round three. I tried. How did you do it? Um, so like I got a quick as I was getting a quick play of the ball. Like so, you know how someone like kind of chops your legs. Yeah, and then you're falling towards your front like yeah. that to get on your hands and knees. Yeah. Uh, Jerome Rapati from the Warriors missed me and flew over the top of me and his knee oh, went into there. Fuck, yeah. um, anyway, so, yeah, so I had to go to hospital, that kind of shit. Yeah. But because we were talking about youth earlier and, and rushing and thinking, fuck, yeah. like, I didn't. So I tried to come back in three weeks. Yeah. Idiots. On the field against the Knights, literally the Knights players were literally calling out, fucking go for his ribs. Yeah, <laughs> Which right. is like, that's footy. Like, yeah. 100%, go for my ribs. Yeah. Got an inside ball off Lockie, boom, done. Again. Anyway, I kept trying to run, like, rush. Not I, After that, I didn't try rush back, but I didn't realise the extent of how bad the brakes were. Mm-hmm. Like, they were, one of them was full snapped. Um, anyway, eventually we found out that, like, the whole season I was getting needle up, it was still broken. And so that that's when I stopped playing for the season, saw the season out. That whole off-season, I was all I could think about, because I didn't, I didn't have the chance to tested or whatever all i was thinking about was fuck i don't know like can i take contact anymore yeah is it still broken if yeah. i heard a little click yeah i'll be like oh fuck no yeah not again. yeah yeah, yeah. um off. and that's how it fucks with your head 100 percent, it does yeah um yeah i remember the game i did it i was confident i'd done some serious damage but i played the i played the second half with it but I, for some reason i don't know when you're in a game your sort of head's not really worried about that you're like yeah I'm, I'm injured but you know i'll get through it yeah it's almost sometimes coming back from an injury when you've had time off is harder like yeah. with your head like because yep. i think sometimes when you're on the field and you're just in the moment and you're in the thick of it like yeah you know you're busted but you're like fuck oh, i can get through this no yep. dramas but i think once you've gone through that rehab and had time on the sidelines and then you're coming back from it that's when it's sort of like i don't want to go through that again like, yeah. i don't want to fucking go start my rehab 100%. all over again so i think that's yeah a bit to do with the psychology yeah yeah for sure for sure when you're in the field adrenaline's going and yeah. you don't want to let anyone down or whatever yeah um okay so yeah you, you fractured your face you come back um and like you know this year yeah i mean we've already spoken about the world cup call up um but you know i, I feel like you, you you went even to another level footy wise do you think like was there anything specific that you did or do you just think that you're getting more confident in what you can do i think it's a combination of both i think um after 21 had some obviously had my time off and then i remember coming back with like a i suppose yeah i was i was more hungry after losing that grand final but i think i just enjoyed coming to training more mm. i think i loved i loved started to love coming in and, and spending time with the boys had started to build some really good friendships and that yep. and connections with the boys and i had a lot of enjoyment coming into training it's sort of like i look forward to coming into training yeah. in pre and that's still how it is for me now yeah. like i just when you're younger you just rattle 100 yeah. percent. like you're like fuck i appreciate like yeah i was just loving it last and i still am um and i remember i think ad put me into the leadership group as well that sort of probably gave me a little bit of a mind mindset change as well um you know because if you look at our edge on the right edge for south last year you got Key, Keon, um, Lockie, debuted that year, myself, and then, you know, Source was there, he was experienced, but yep. he was sort of, you know, in and out a little bit. Jackson, who's, um, you know, still pretty fresh, and Tane, who, you know, he's a bit older, but he hasn't played. I was the most experienced on that edge. Yep. So I think I think that might be why JD had done it. Um, 
But I think that sort of gave me, a, I was like, fuck, all right, like, I'm not much of a talker off the field, but like, I can I can talk on the field and mm. I can, um, you know, I can definitely like, just put my best foot forward on the field. And I think that sort of gave me, I guess, probably gave me a boost of confidence as well. Um, but again, I think I've just tried to progress and improve slightly, you know, th through the first few years of my career. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you can tell, like, just rounding out your game so well. Also, like, you could, watching you, you can understand, like, you realise how much impact you can bring with your carries, all that kind mm. of stuff. Um, so, there, this season, uh, you know, obviously, I think it was a successful season for you guys with everything, you know, with all the people that you lost, the fact that you could still get into a prelim. Um, but what about the origin call-up? The first origin call-up is in into the squad. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Um, I remember it was 2021. I got called into the Origin squad. I remember, um, again, coming in pretty pretty nervous. I was like, fuck, all right, like, coming into the squad. But, um, you know, I'd worked with Freddie a lot in pathways and stuff like that. Mm. So I sort of knew how he operated and, again, had a few boys, you know, Cookie, Trell and Cam, um, you know, they were in the squad with me. So I was tight with all, the, all those boys heading in and I remember um, just really trying to learn because I knew I wasn't playing, I was like 19th man, but I just was so, you know, willing to learn and um, just watch blokes like, because Tommy Trevojevic um, was sort of, had that niggling hammy injury. So he um, his loads were monitored throughout camp and I remember I, that gave me a good opportunity to jump in and do a lot of a, a lot more than I probably would usually as a yep. 19th man. So that was um, a really good learning experience for myself. And um, I remember another thing that I took out of it was just like the lead up to an origin game is just crazy. Like just even just leaving the hotel, going to the stadium, it's like, fuck, I wasn't even playing. And I was like, fuck bro, like I'm G'd up, like I'm <laughs> yeah. ready to go. Drone Lou and that, like playing all their 1-4 and that was pretty sick. And there's like a police escort taking to the stadium. Yeah. That's one thing I remember about it, which I thought was was really cool. Um, was it uh, ANZ? Nah, I, for me, I was, cause I wasn't in camp for all three games. I was in camp for game one and two, I believe. Game one was That's Townsville. A yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Townsville. And then. Two was Gold Coast? No, Suncorp. Suncorp. And then three was Gold Coast. Yeah, it was all three. Actually, yeah. So all three yeah. in Queensland and he's fucking tail us up. Shit. Yeah, I mean, fuck. What was it like? Watch, were you sitting on the sidelines mm. for the game one? Yeah. Watching yeah. Tommy and Trell. And Trell, bro. That is like. That's <laughs> just like the. Yeah. That's just a, the most crazy center combination, I reckon. Like. They're both similar but very different, I think. Like, Trell's just got that power run, like, just a bit of a fucking, like, natural freak, like, strong. But Tommy Javojevic is just, yeah, you know what he can do, it's so. insane. I, I argue that center pairing is as good as any that's ever played the game yeah. in the history of the game, period, but yeah. That origin, like, either of them, I think Tommy Javojevic got the player of the series. Yeah, either of them could Trell have won. could have easily won that yeah. as well. Like, yeah. no one would have batted an eyelid if Trell got it too, so. Yeah, was, that was sick to watch. Yeah, Far out. what a what an incredible performance. I mean, good one to get called into. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, like what, what a how like to be training in the sky blue when you roll in and they're like, oh yeah, your kit's over there and you get your bag and you open it up and it's got all the training gear and yeah. that. We just like, oh wow. I know, yeah, that was crazy. Like um, even just getting like a nineteenth man jersey with Graham on the back. Was oh, sick. so you like, still got that? Yeah, I still got it. Oh, yeah. that's sick. <laughs> yeah, that's like sick. it doesn't count, but it's still mad that mate counts more than bloody anyone else <laughs> get a nineteenth man. Yeah, um, that's cool. Well, yeah, that's just incredible. Uh, in regards to um, 
Who's the biggest pest that you've ever played with and why is it Cody Walker or Adam Reynolds? Yeah, it's definitely definitely Adam Reynolds, I think. Cody wow. Walker, because Adam Reynolds is more consistent. Cody yeah. Walker has his days where he'll come and in down. and just chill a bit. Like, Renault just like, there's something wrong with that man. <laughs> <laughs> he literally like doesn't have an off button. I feel terrible for his wife. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad that he's, you know, I don't have to put up with that now, which is good. But no, nah, I miss him. I miss Adam Reynolds. He's great, great value, great energy yeah, around fuck, the club. You need him in the club, bro. You do. You fucking do. And, you know, from all accounts and boys of, um, you know, Paddy Carrigan and that, the boys that I've spoken to, yeah, they love him up there. So, yeah, Renault's probably takes the cake. Yep. Um, do you have anything, any hobbies outside of, of footy that you enjoy? Yeah, I started surfing in COVID. Yeah. Um, I was really enjoying that. I loved it. Um, I was going down to South Emmerubra. Um, he Sato invited me up to North End a couple of times, which was, you know, it was a big, big um, accomplishment. But um, <laughs> nah, it, I was really enjoying surfing. I did it uh, 2020, 2021, doing a little bit in the off season last year, but just with my shoulder and that sort of had to pull back on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, just got a sort of niggling injury. So it's just, it's probably one thing that stirs it up the most. So I sort of have to chill on that a bit, but um Oh, for that, not really. Like a, a lot of boys are into their golf and that, but um, I, I was talking to Liam Knight actually yesterday about picking up a new hobby. He he threw out cycling, but I'm I'm not I'm not about to start <laughs> cycling. But the tallest cycler in yeah, history. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, well, yeah. But I, I just love getting down the beach and that. To yeah. be honest, like I'm I'm usually down there, and mm. uh, especially in you know summer this time of year after preseason training, I'm usually just cruising down the beach. Now, ask all the boys this favorite rapper of all time. Favorite rapper of all time is Eminem. Yeah, close, like closely followed by Kendrick. I saw, I got to see him in. in uh, really? Yeah, I got to see him in Manchester. Maddie's seen him sick. tonight. Yeah, I was chatting to him about it before. In for a good night. He's Just a great quietly. performer. He's dogging the boys to do it though. Wow. You we were actually so me, Guru, and uh, me, Guru, and Timmy to celebrate. The, the, the dominance of the podcast all year are going for a couple of beers. Wow. And he's literally said, I like Kendrick way more than you boys. You know what? I'll back that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's no loyalty left in the world anymore. Yeah, no. Nah, he was I, sick. He's a mad performer yeah. too. I saw, I was telling this yarn earlier as well. I saw Eminem in 2019, but he was playing the night before Sato's testimonial, which testimonial, which was our first trial game of Bro, 2019. I saw him in a t- is it ANZ. Yeah, ANZ. I yeah. saw him there yeah, too yeah, in yeah. 2019. Yeah, and a Hilltop Hoods open for him, and I love Hilltop Hoods. Do as you? Well. And so Five Nine was before. Yes, yeah. So I went there like to watch Hilltop and Eminem. So I was standing for about six hours. And oh, I you were in the standing section. Yeah, I, I was in there too, bro. <laughs> in the mosh. <laughs> yeah, bro. 100%. <laughs> I was absolutely indulged. Let's just put it that way. Let's just put it that yeah, way. There's a few. Yeah, I wish I could indulge. <laughs> The next day, oh my god we ended up going to, um like because eminem's the goat for me too yeah. we ended up going to like fucking ivy bar or some shit really? after i don't even bro i don't even know that going out scene but that's we were indulging let's yeah, put it that way beautiful Great yeah, i remember my legs were that sore the next day like because i had to play and i'd literally been standing for like six hours the night before no and i was way. like fuck like if it wasn't a trial game i wouldn't have gone but i was like i woke up the next day going fuck my legs are cooked yeah but what an incredible like to see eminem like one of the goats live guess who i got to see i think it's like 2014 15 all in one day j cole kendrick eminem they toured together did they yeah in what 14 15 like fucking yeah like years and years it was called rapture 
Yeah, because Maddie was saying that Kendrick opened for Eminem. Yeah, so I didn't, know, same I didn't one. know J. Cole did as well. Yeah, J. Cole's it too. J. Cole. That's a Mount, Ros- Mount Rushmore right there. And like just rolling into each other. Yeah, that's it crazy. It was crazy, bro. Um, didn't indulge as heavily there though. Okay. Was, but indulged heavily in 2019. Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, fuck. I, I love, I, I enjoy like the concerts or festivals more than obviously going out in that. Yeah. It's because of the vibe of it all. I agree, um, yeah. Favourite movie of all time? This is tough. Um, favorite movie of all time. I really like Django Unchained. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I'm yep. a big fan of um, of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, man, there's at least I like The Departed. Yes, gun movie. Um, they're probably two that stick out for me now, but I know I'll be filthy later because I remember yep. a couple that I've missed out. The one that always gets brought up, Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that's a safe one. And uh, Remember the Titans. Yeah. I think that's the most two most popular ones. Yeah. For me, Remember the Titans is just, I remember on every rainy day at school, they'd throw that on, so I'm a bit over that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. fair enough. But it's still a great movie. I can appreciate I, it. I think my goat movie still is Gladiator. Okay. Rusty. Fuck. Yeah. Gane. So good. Yeah, yeah. So good, man. Like, it doesn't it just doesn't get better. Yeah. Um, mate, thank you so much for coming on, brother. So good to, to hear your story. Um, and I'm sure you've got fucking plenty more years, so we'll get you back on when you're, uh, you're what, done plenty more. All right, cheers, bro. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks, bro. Cheers.